I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Carol Hamilton, CCO of Provenir AI. Carol, not your first visit to our podcast. Let's leap straight in. What are the current challenges that financial institutions face when it comes to fraud prevention? Current challenges that are being faced, um, I guess, differ based on the type of organization who's trying to do that fraud prevention, especially in larger financial institutions. We find that there's still the adoption that hasn't really evolved sort of legacy systems, lots of siloed approaches, especially in terms of where the data is coming from. And that sort of lack of embracing newer data sources that sort of might have been adding you know, a lot more value. We've also found that on the actual assessment of fraud, that detection piece, that there are lots of sort of stagnant rules and models and approaches being used. So, yeah, quite a few challenges for those larger, more uh, sort of historic organizations, even for newer organizations. They might be embracing more modern tech, but they don't necessarily then on the flip side have built up in the same way larger organizations have that contextual skill set, actually really understanding fraud as a business problem and those behaviors so that they can interpret what's actually coming out of that more modern uh, system. So, yeah, challenges that vary a little bit based on the type of organization, but still things that can be sorted. Well, there's an old gag in military circles that armies tend to prepare to fight the last war. Are we in a situation where regulators and organisations are preparing to fight the last war against fraud, for example? Potentially. I think shifting in general from reacting to being as forward-thinking and preventative is a positive thing. I think that you know, there's a lot of benefit to looking back at the past and trying to learn from that to be more proactive in what is being detected and prevented. But of course, the behaviours aren't always predictable. And so one should always be trying to explore patterns that are there in behaviours and customer interactions to spot anything even that sort of might outlie um, and be an outlier in that typical behaviour, regardless of what has happened before. So yes, I wonder if that satisfies you talked about spotting patterns in behavior. Mm. The way to do this at speed now is with artificial intelligence. So where and how is AI currently being deployed with regards to fraud prevention? AI is being used really across the whole customer lifecycle for fraud prevention. I would say that's a positive thing. It's being used from that front end sort of first interaction with a customer when they're onboarding, when they're applying for a product, you'd call that sort of application fraud, through to then when they start to transact and use that product, either make loan payments or make payments that are sort of digital payments or buy things in shops with it if it's a card. Those transactional moments need to also be assessed for fraud and AI is adding value there through then to really the whole cycle of that customer journey with the organization. So the customer management piece, how can they be continually risk assessed for potential fraud risk so that, again, that organization can stay preventative and and try and spot what could be a customer trying to really start to defraud or be on the cusp of defrauding the organization. So it's really being used across the customer lifecycle. And how it's being used within those parts of the life cycle is, is, is as we've said, it's, it's to spot things, to make fast decisions that are accurate as to when in that moment, very quickly, you either permit an event to happen or an action, you know, you let someone take that product out or, or spend something or you halt it and you interrupt it. 
and uh, and you and you you stop that behavior and and investigate it in some way so it really is real time as a driver that that shows the power of of something like ai that can add value to it but are people actually implementing this though or is this just something it could do is it fit for the fight are people using it I would say, yes, it's very mixed um, where people have embarked on AI projects and they're still being disappointed by the return on them and the various reasons why these sorts of projects fail. But yes, there are very much strong success stories out there where organizations are truly benefiting from AI and it being fit for, for this as a problem to solve. One of the reasons it is very suitable um, and being adopted is because for lots of organizations, it is that natural evolution to add almost an extra layer of detection over and above quite well-tried and tested and trusted rule-based approaches of the past. So AI in itself is very powerful, but actually it it's genuinely being adopted as a sort of a second, third phase to some core foundational work. So actually it, it, it isn't necessarily totally transformative day one. It takes a little bit of time to settle in an organization and be embedded, but we are definitely seeing it being adopted. And there are there are better ways to go about that and drive success from it. Let's explore some of those ways that you've just described that are the better ways. Key elements, best practices. If I'm an institution looking to bring in an AI overlay on my fraud prevention program. What should I be doing? How should I be doing it? What are the important things to remember? The first thing is to consider the data that's being that's going into such a system that the AI will be processing and analyzing to help with the next decision. So that data is absolutely key. And this is where some people and organizations fall short because they don't have the right data. Either it's incomplete in some way or there just isn't the volume that's there. So I think first looking inward and seeing what data is available is a, is a great thing and trying to get that optimal, as well as looking outward, you know, looking to fight fraud 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't have the same sources of what I would call sort of third party, perhaps alternative data sources that there are now available where you can you know, sub-second, verify how old someone's email address is, if it's a true email address, you know, how um, someone's mobile phone as a device is suspicious or not. You know, the variety of data that's now available for organizations to bring in and call in the moment at speed is absolutely one of the best practices we'd recommend because there's a lot of value in that data um, that can be extracted using AI. And so another best practice to think about is then really having people in the organization that understand and can interpret then what does come out. You know, if it is flagged that actually a really good risk factor for fraud is, let's take an example, you know, the fact that someone's device is now in a very different place than it is normally when it's on a banking app and now a new product's being taken out, perhaps and the device seems to be in another country, you know, that, that's, um, that, that, that is normally associated with that account. That raises some suspicion. But someone needs to sort of interpret that. It's a basic example that I'm sure most people understand because we're all consumers. But there will be other things that come out in the data that need to be interpreted to be able to turn that into a business action, a business process. So actually getting some experts that understand the, you know, what fraud is and the behaviors and the MOs to be able to interpret and try and drive and recommend the right actions is really important. And I think the other best practice to mention is around the 
especially you know, for AI and the modeling that it's doing is around explainability and interpretability. I mean, some of that is the contextual understanding I just referenced, having someone that can do that. But it's really actually much, much uh, deeper than that. It's about trying to operate safely, securely, and trying to make sure that with every decision that's made and every um, risk that's assessed, there's something tangible that's explainable behind it. Um, you know, one of the reasons why some of these projects haven't got off the ground so well in AI for fraud in the past is because, you know, this nervousness and and therefore not knowing how to exactly operate around um, the fact that this theory that things are black box. Um, So I would say, you know, really, as a best practice, look to adopt very open approaches that give clarity for the process. Yeah, transparency of the process, because what you you mentioned, the, 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 the black box issue there, of course, one thing, in fact, that has not been quite so common in conversations I've had with people about AI in the last few months, or even over the last year or so, as opposed to previous years, is people are not so concerned about black boxes, they're not so concerned about bias, those issues, up to a point have been addressed. Perhaps in some geographies, yeah, of course. Um, I think it will really vary as you look globally. Um, but yes, we've absolutely made great progress over the last, I think, yes, decade or two within fraud to have things be more open. And I think if you can stitch together the right data being used, the right, the right analytics happening, and then the right people to interpret them, and then when decisions are made as part of a process, you do have that clarity, then the whole piece stitched together is, is very likely to add value. So absolutely, across all those components, we, we, are, make, we are making great progress. Where do you see the industry and the technology evolving? And what can we expect to see in the future? It's clearly a big moment for AI. There's lots of, um, well, I guess there's been buzzed as a term for a long while, almost to, to the point where it's a little bit annoying if people don't really understand you know, the topic. But I think that clarity is coming out. People are really having sensible debates about AI. There's lots of investment going into it. As consumers, we are bombard- bombarded with with AI as, um, as a growing aspect of our daily lives. And I think, you know, there's, Definitely progress being made into how to get the most out of it and how to embed it. As I said, you know, it, it, I think in the past, AI has been this add on to an organization. It's been an add on to a process. It's been an, an, you know, an add on to the thinking. But now I think what we will start to see is how it becomes less of an add on and it's actually truly embedded across an organization. And it's no longer just this sort of separate piece of tech, but actually it's driving, you know, more decisions across the business and bringing together or reducing those silos and doing that in a way that's safe for customers and safe to protect the business. And, and it's accurate to drive that, that value. I also think what we will see moving forward is, I guess, to help this propelling is more, I guess, outlining of uh, advice and prescription from regulators and other industry bodies you know it does it's patchy globally um in terms of how far these sorts of pieces have come out but but i would definitely say that as a general trend we're seeing more regulators starting slowly but surely to outline their views on the risks um, as well as benefits of ai of course so i think we can probably expect a certain amount of of increased regulation and specific requirements about perhaps explainability in particular being cemented 
That's not necessarily a bad thing, though, is it? Oh, not at all. No, it will help propel things and 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 leave people who have been trying to sort of work it out themselves to to have more steer. I think almost the fear of regulation coming as if it was a negative thing has driven a lot of the sort of very proactive engineering of the explainability pieces and that interpretability and the transparency you talked about. So I think almost the fear of it before it's even here really as as very standard regulation has driven a lot of the right innovation. And I now think as more requirements and um, sort of outline views start to to actually come out as well, I think it it should only add and be a positive to help that safe and uh, valuable adoption. Harold Hamilton, CCO of Provenir AI. Thank you very much.